1: The cellos for here come the dreamers. Tell all the fellows to varnish their trumpets, butter the crumpets, and garnish the cellos. Let us get to it and do it upright.
0: Welcome the dreamers with all of our minds. Welcome to Dream Farm Radio. My name is Julie Lavender and I'm sitting here in our family's lovely historic barn overlooking the rolling New England fields of Dream Farm. I'm inviting you to drive down the country road of your imagination and to join us right here in our barn with its soaring posts and beams and its panoramic view of the countryside. We'll unleash fresh jazz synergies as we explore the music and the dreams of our guest artists. So join us because you never know, we just might touch a few of your dreams along the way. Welcome everyone. I am not in the barn. I am in the studio of Rich Eames in Mar Vista, California with a sublime studio musician, pianist, Mike Lang. Welcome, Mike.
2: Thank you. It's good to be here.
0: You just heard Mike sort of tootling on the keys there a little bit, but Mike has kind of tootled his way into pretty much every major motion picture soundtrack that has ever been out there. How many did you say you thought you'd been on?
2: Um, I think it's a bit more than 2,000. wow so if you've
0: seen the movie chances are you have met mike lang even though you haven't met him directly which is why he's on dream farm radio today because i want people to know you and know your music thank you so i'm so glad that i could meet you i got to have you play on my recent project which i'm thrilled about and um so this is sort of a a neat um, connection here that i get to share with the audience Awesome. Okay, so if people were to say, what did the BGS Debbie Boone, Pat Boone, Vicky Carr, Cher, Leonard Cohen, Judy Collins, Andre Crouch, Sarah Vaughan, Bette Midler, Barry Manilow, R- Lionel Richie and Diane Shore, etc., etc., all have in common, I would have to say it's Mike Lang.
2: Well, that's, that's sweet of you. Thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you played with one of my favorite guitarists, Lee Rittenhauer. I wanted to die and be reincarnated as one of his guitar picks. I he's, mean, that's how much he's I... He's
2: a good friend. And no a, way! a good musician. Wonderful oh my musician. Gosh. Yeah, I've also written material that he's recorded.
0: No way. I'm yeah. so excited. That's yeah. even another connection. I'm thrilled. Mike, you've played with everybody. You're a young pepper, really interested in music, family in the business. How the heck did you wind up doing so many gigs um, in the studio world in L.A.? What was the big break? Well, the, be-
2: the beginning was interesting. I came back from... Uh, graduating at the University of Michigan. I was in the uh, na- uh, National Guard for six months, Army Reserves actually, at that moment. And I came back and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I liked the idea of investigating freelance recording work because it would provide my interest, which had become very eclectic at that point, with an outlet to be able to play different kinds of music in different kinds of environments. And The first person I met was a woman named Pearl Kaufman, who was Igor Stravinsky's recording pianist on the West Coast. And she was a first-call studio pianist for people like Bernard Herrmann, Alfred Newman, Elmer Bernstein. Heavy. Every major composer worked with Pearl. And she took me to a Lalo Schifrin session and introduced me to Lalo. And Lalo introduced me to Paul Horn, who's a jazz musician and a studio musician. He had just signed a contract with RCA. And so I was the pianist in Paul's band, and he uh, commissioned Lalo Schifrin to write a piece called jazz, Texts, jazz Suite on the Mass Texts, which was a liturgical jazz piece for four vocal a soloists, a vocal choir, the jazz quintet, and then sort of a chamber ensemble of brass winds, percussion, and harp. And so that was my very first uh, record to play on. It was produced and engineered by Al Schmidt, who's one of the most high-profile engineers in our business. Wow. He's run won tons of Grammys, and he was producing this record. And this record won a Grammy, and it was the very first recording that no I way. did. No way.
3: So great. that
2: was... This very kind of on the high side of town. Now, on the low side of town, so to speak, I was working with a band called Nino and April, Nino Tempo and April Stevens, who did sort of kind of a precursor of Blue-Eyed Soul kind of stuff. They did shuffles and stuff. It was very R&B oriented. Mm -hmm. And they had a big hit with um, Deep Purple on Atlantic. They were uh, very much endorsed by Ahmed Erdogan, who owned Atlantic Records at the time. And Nino was a very good friend of Phil Spector's. And I was working a live gig with Nino in April. And Nino said, I want to introduce you to my buddy Phil Spector. He does this, like, wall of sound, rock and roll stuff. And I knew nothing about that music, but he arranged for me to be called to work on one of those sessions. And that was my beginning in a whole different other world. You know, it's like I I, I came in on both sides of the railroad tracks.
0: Well, we're gonna give you a beginning here for people to hear what you sound like solo, playing on a standard, all the things you are, as I want people to hear who you are, Mike, interpreting the music, and then we'll see where that takes us. How does that sound?
2: It sounds perfect, thank okay. you. Okay,
0: why don't you play it for us? Okay. You've just heard Mike Lang, studio musician, literally, to the stars. i got to say it, Mike. I'm sorry. It sounds a little hokey, but I got your bio, 26 pages, single Maybe space. Get
2: a, a, instead of dancing with the stars, we'll get a new show, Studio Musician to the Stars.
0: Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. That was all the things you are. That was your unique interpretation of it. But And I, we'll have to talk more about it later, but do you get to interpret a lot in your work?
2: Uh, from one point of view, yes, which is that... I've always sort of made it a mandate for me Anytime I go to work to kind of analyze what the gig is at the moment. And one of my first thoughts is, you know, what, what I can do to make it special if there's an opportunity. So some jobs allow for that more than others.
0: Well I'm glad to hear that because I think some musicians have, feel locked into just the formula of what's set in front of them. But I have this sense that you have a way of bringing Mike into just about everything.
2: Well, there are times when it's not really warranted, but but that's okay, too. Because when that happens, uh, I get to just address that as best I can. Very often, the piano will be in an orchestral setting where it's playing a soloistic passage, and there's not supposed to be a tremendous amount of personality or identity to it. It's supposed to be just a color in the orchestra. And so then the mandate is how beautiful sounding a piano sound can I Mm -hmm. get in that Mm -hmm. context? How
0: can you serve the music, right? exactly exactly well we're going to serve the music in the next segment with more of yours I'm Julie Lavender and you're listening to Dream Farm Radio I'm here with Mike Lang we'll be right
2: back don't go away
0: Welcome back everyone, you're listening to Dream Farm Radio. I'm Julie Lavender, I'm in studio in LA with superstar studio player Mike Lang. Over 5,000 movies, did you say? 10,000, no. 12,000? Not yet,
2: <laughs> in <laughs> another life.
0: Everybody, okay, just to keep going here, just Barbara Streisand you've worked with, Seals and Croft, when I heard that my heart l- melted. They changed my life. Uh, Tierney Sutton, Sarah Vaughn. Dion Warwick, Andy Williams, come on, Mike. This is like a, a veritable who's who. Has it been exciting?
2: Yeah, it's been a great life.
0: Do you? How do, what keeps your feet on the ground when you're when you're tootling around with all these people and the various environs and the headiness of that world? Are you easily impressed or no?
2: Uh, you know, I think the focus isn't on being or impressed or not impressed. I I'm more moved by people who are creative and talented, people who are nice. It's a social world to be out there with a lot of musicians making music, mm-hmm. and it's a creative, uh, it's a creative experience. So, it's like what's wonderful about being a musician who's working as a freelance recording musician is that every day it's completely different. So, if I really have a drag of a day on Tuesday, I know Wednesday will probably be different, you know. And then when you walk in and it's really magical, those are the things that you remember the best.
0: Wow. And you actually said the words, I heard you, that you're moved by what you do. And I have a little bit of a concern with some of the musicians that um, I've observed where the, there's so much music or so much grind that sometimes it's a, it's a danger to cease to be moved by what we do. Did you ever know really find that? or
2: I, I do observe it in other people. It's not part of, of my persona. <laughs>
0: Cool. Well, I want to get right into something that moves me very much because I heard you warming up, and I would really like you to play for us this piece, Little Sunflower, and give it your spin. How how do you think you're going to approach this piece?
2: Oh, like Franz Kafka. (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm just kidding.
0: That's very deep, Mike. I don't, I don't know. Have you Have you checked? I'm a blonde, so be careful. Yeah, I've been I've been days.
2: noticing that. Yeah, I married a brunette, but she got back at me, and she's now blonde too. Right. And
0: I'm deeply shallow, so you're deeply
2: shallow. From that perspective, that's a profound thing to it be. Is, truly, at least you're deeply shallow.
0: But I would like you to play this and take me to some deep places. Can you do that? Absolutely. Okay. Okay, here's what I think. I think that when you walk into the room, Mike, all the piano keys lay down and just say, I give up, whatever he wants, we'll give it to him. We surrender.
2: I like the way you paint pictures. You should write lyrics. Oh, you do write lyrics, I forgot.
0: You know, there is um, the ability that you have to express notes with authority, but without being pushy. When I listen to you play, it's like you know exactly what you want out of the instrument. And you can caress it out and you can bring it out without having to dominate it. It's like, seriously, it just walks in and and, and the piano goes, I'm putty in his hands. I gotta just give it up for Mike. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful what you do.
2: I'm gonna have to rethink who I am now that, that you've given me all this new it's information. deep. I told
0: you I was deeply shallow. <laughs> <laughs> you did tell me I that. Did. Well, listen, it's a, it's a, it's a lot of music I want to put in this segment. So give, give us a quick window into Mandela because this is a piece that you wrote. Do you want to tell us anything about it before you play it?
2: I'm happy to. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to write a, a piece to. to <laughs> I wasn't the first person to do this, but I wanted to write a piece that would heal the world, basically. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to write something that was uplifting. Uh, It had a kind of African aspect to it, uh, an ethnicity. But it's, it's really a very simple song, and every time I play it, I take it to completely different landscapes. So it has one of these things where sometimes it sounds like it's coming out of Louisiana and sometimes uh-huh. it sounds like it's coming out of Nigeria. But so I wanted to think of a title that would reinforce that. And Nelson Mandela mm-hmm. is a hero mm-hmm. of mine and he's so well known. I thought this would be this would be a great way to frame the song with his name.
0: Right, well you hear that and you get an, an, a dreamer's thought about could the world be a better place? You hear the music, so I can't wait to share this with everyone. Again, this is Mike Lang's piece, Mandela. just heard L.A. Phenom studio musician Mike Lang at the piano playing his original Change the World piece, Mandela. And I'm so glad that I heard it. I feel like you luxuriate at the piano and take me along with you, Mike. And I'm hoping that uh, we'll do that again in the next segment. Let's do something together in the next one. What do you think?
2: I think that's cool.
0: Cool. Everyone. Dangerously is... shallow. <laughs> That can be a problem, trust me. Everyone, I'm Julie Lavender. This is Dream Farm Radio, and I'm here with uh, pianist Mike A. Lang. We'll be right back. Welcome back everyone, I'm Julie Lavender and you're listening to Dream Farm Radio on location in LA at the studio of Rich Eames and I'm sitting here with Mike A. Lang and I have a question. Okay, so what does, do, Aretha Franklin, Marvin Gaye, Frank Zappa and Julie Lavender
2: have in common? Oh my, geez. Um, I think I handicapped their careers, I don't know. (laughs)
0: Do you want to handicap mine? <laughs> oh, I'd love that. What an
2: invitation. That's a first.
0: <laughs> I know. Well, come handicap my career and let's do a song together because I, uh, I've i never performed this song before and I wanted to throw it out to you to see what you could do with it and put your own stamp on it. And you certainly have. You drew it into different places for me. Thank you.
2: Oh, thank you. You're welcome.
0: And it's called Play Me and it's the idea that as an artist or as a musician, rather than being the focus of it, of... Um, of the point of creativity were really the vessels of creativity so the Ooh. song is an invitation to be the that I want to be the instrument for something higher than just my own creative ideas it's called play me and um so play with me on this Ooh. Mic. okay all right let's do it
1: the touch of a sage play me with a fire for this age play me like a road leading home play me like a solo for your ears alone tune me up and stretch my strings
0: okay, Mike, that was really special to hear you play on this. Um, It was nascent, little tiny sets of ideas, and when they succumbed to your talents, you did something really special with the music. Thank you.
2: Oh, I'm glad you felt that way. I enjoyed it.
0: I really did. I feel like you have a velveteen touch, and you heard things that um, I couldn't hear because I was stuck in the way that I had written the song, and you made me sing it different and express it differently than I would have. And for that, I want to thank you. And I think, I don't think it was a handicap.
2: Good. I've gotten over the handicapping <laughs> behavior. Well,
0: what an honor, what an honor. Mm. Like me and Aretha, right there, come on, hanging out with Mike Lang. Ooh, cool. got to hear it. Well, okay, so you've played on everything from Ghostbusters to Beetlejuice to the Bridges of Madison County, and you can play the blues. On top of that.
2: I can? Yes. Oh, thank I you. hope so. <laughs> I love the blues. So. That so, was one of my first musics.
0: One of your first musics? I,
2: my first musics. I think I must have been hearing Robert Johnson when I was waiting to be born. But that was not the case because my mother didn't know who Robert Johnson was.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, what if you just sort of sit down and just throw a blues together for us? That would be really fun. Can you do that?
2: We better call an insurance company first, don't you think? <laughs> I'd I'll, love to.
0: We'll batten down the hatches. Go for it.
2: Okay. You got it. to do that.
0: All right. So I call that the Langley Blues. Is that okay with you?
2: Yes, it is okay with me.
0: I really enjoyed that. You have
2: title approval on
0: this. (laughs) Mike, give me the one thing that before you die you'd like to do. Who do you want to play with before you die?
2: Oh, God, I'm terrible at this. Well, I just played with you. What else could I ask for?
0: Oh, my gosh. Oh, Oh, I'm going to be floating on air. I think so. I can live with that and you can just leave it out there whether it's not true you know I'm I'm gonna
2: everything is true
0: <laughs> I'm gonna keep that Good. well I think I think um today has been sort of a dream come true for me to be able to have this conversation with you to know you to to just even sort of be in the the ethos of Mike Lang. Lang's really special to me Seriously, I'm not blowing smoke up your shorts, as my husband would say. (laughs) Does he say that? He does. He says that.
2: Well, I just want to say I was honored and thrilled that you would, you know, invite me to do this. I don't get to do things like this that often. And it's really, it's fun and it's cool because you don't know what, I don't know what you're going to say. And, you know, and I have to sort of be in the moment. I love being in the moment. So thank you so much for inviting me here.
0: Well, I want somebody to be in the moment with you to hear you play this piece. Called Tush, silly name, but profound piece that you wrote for a Lee Rittenhauer project, right? Yes,
2: Harvey Mason and I um, did this song for actually, yeah, for a Lee Rittenhauer album called On the Line. I think it's still around on GRP. And the 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 title was sort of an inside joke that became a serious title. <laughs> so I can't say too much more than That's that. All right. But it, it allow it to, you know, make you feel and think whatever you like. Okay,
0: well, let's squeeze in a little tush before the end of the show. Squeezing tushes <laughs> are good. Let's do it. Okay. Okay, buttery and crisp at the same time. How do you do that? It's like your music is, your your touch is buttery, and yet it's like crystal clear and crisp. It's beautiful.
2: I don't know how I do it.
0: I don't know. You should turn it <laughs> into some kind, of a, some kind of a food spread, and you'd make a million. Buttery and crisp, Mike That's, A. Lang. I like that. I know. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for sharing your music with us. What album should people pick up if they can do that?
2: Um. I have an album that is currently available on iTunes. Uh, It was recorded for a label called Varese Saraband, which does a lot of film soundtrack stuff, and they asked me to do a recording of Henry Mancini's music. And it's a jazz record. It's not a mood music record or anything like that. Half of it's with a couple of trios, and then the other half is me alone. And... um, What's it I called? Was very, it's called Days of Wine and Roses.
0: Alright, let's everybody go out and pick up Days of Wine and Roses. Yeah,
2: and it may be available through other streaming sources but primarily and all that iTunes. stuff. Yeah, iTunes, I know right. it's there.
0: Well, thank you so much for um, letting me have this special time with you, Mike. I can't wait to hear our project together and share your music with the world. It's been a delight.
2: Thank you. When you touch.
1: A dream. Well, you know you've touched a dreamer when you truly listen to a tender song. For photos of the farm, show information, or to learn about becoming a sponsor, visit dreamfarmradio.org where you can sign up to receive free weekly episodes of our program. Dream Farm Radio is produced by Don Richardson at mlcrecording.com. Thanks for listening. Every dreamer needs someone who'll touch their dreams.